Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. Hi everyone, it's Brendo here from 2-Bit Idiots. This week's episode, uh, we were lucky enough to have Daniel Prince on the pod, talking Bitcoin obviously, uh, as well as a little bit about his views on the education system and in particular homeschooling. Uh, look, we do need to apologise uh, for this one as far as the audio goes. Uh, it wasn't very good on our end. Uh, being our second episode, our first interview, uh, we're still kind of working out the technicalities, uh, so thanks for your patience there. Um, I also need to add that I did dox hats a couple of times, uh, so see if you can listen for where I've uh, tried to cover it up. Uh, if you can guess his name, let us know. Uh, actually means I haven't done my job very well. Anyway, hope you enjoy this episode. Cheers. So whose pot is this? <laughs> is this yours or ours? Oh, good question. Now let's, um, let's do yours. Go for it. You guys go. Okay. Hi, mate. Um, so thanks very much for coming on. Um, we've done a single pod, um, and it's it's gone out. It's just just published through and on through Anchor, and it's just feeding out through Spotify or iTunes or wherever we wherever else we go. I Google Apple Pods. Yeah. Um, but so we did one, and we had we didn't know if it was okay. So I, I you and I have previously uh, sort of reached out. Oh, had a couple of messages back last year, I think it was. Um, so I thought, well, I'll just ask a couple of questions, just see if you mind answering a question. And then you kindly said that you'd happy to come on or for us to come and speak to yourself. So um, I guess my first question is, why? <laughs> um, like, you know, we're setting ourselves up in a sort of, I guess, and it's, you know, we don't yeah. see the competition at all. And obviously, you, you know, you've got a lot of success going. But um, it, yeah, why? Why, why are we having to stand together? Yeah. Bitcoin plebs stand together. It's that. It's that simple. Like you know, just just try and support each other around the world as as much as we can, and spread the good word of Bitcoin. This is the way it's going to grow, and the way we're going to get to as many people as possible and help adoption. It's um, it's that simple. Anybody that uh, shows up in the DMs with like genuine interest, always uh, you know, this whole Bitcoin maximalism thing is kind of a, a meme from yeah. the shitcoiny side, which we've you know lovingly adopted. And uh, yeah, we will be toxic to those people like the Steve Hankies or the Krugmans or the Rubinis or Talebs of this world that are showing, you know, nothing but um, disingenuous kind of uh, stances on, on what we see here. And but like if a pleb shows up and asking questions, I had a guy in the other in the DMs the other day asking about NFTs because I called out Gary Vee as a scammer. And, he, and, you know, he's got NFTs all over his uh, profile. And he's like, why do you think he's scamming? And we got into this long conversation. And he's like, hmm. I'm hmm. like, here's an episode with uh, Andy Edstrom. Go listen to this. Because, like, you know, this this isn't a game to us. Like, we're not here to make money. Like, we, we've seen money is being redefined in front of our eyes. This is a historical moment. Like, this isn't – we're not messing around. This isn't a game. Um, NFTs and the shit coins and everything else are, are just a game like people what they want to come in and they want to get rich quick in six months to nine months and you know walk off into the horizon with with their dollars like we don't want dollars this is the biggest point that we're trying to get across um, but uh, yeah so anything to help out fellow plebs but please ask Lauren a question because she's standing on hot coals and she's got to go to a French lesson on her on her club all right sorry um, no not on my club Isabel Oh, Isabel, that's yes. right. Her, her teacher's coming. Yep. So is this this is Galileo? You're Galileo. Uh, actually, no. This is this is my tutor who comes every once a week. But I do have a French club that I missed yesterday because I went to the river. Yes. Yes. But so I did speak a lot of French with my friends. Yeah, that's right. So to fill in the listeners, Galileo is a self-directed education learning platform where she and her brother and older sister connect with uh, facilitators and kids from all around the world and um, learn different subjects. Today, we have a weekly visit from Isabel, who is a, a French lady that uh, comes and does one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. Um, and yesterday afternoon, we were at a, um, a homeschool meetup at, uh, it's called an Etang here in, in France. It's a small lake with a small beach. And we were there yesterday afternoon, hanging out with a bunch of French homeschooling families. And there are more than people think. 
Uh, you know, it's they, they like to make us all feel that we're in the minority of whatever kind of niche we find ourselves in. Uh, but you, you soon realize hmm, that narrative seems pretty weird because I'm surrounded by people that have the same kind of thoughts as me and um, see have seen through the education system, for example, and uh, are taking matters into their own hand. Bitcoin plebs around the world taking money into their own hands. Um, you know, there's there's more of us out there than than we're ever led to believe. How do you find that goes socially? Um, we both have kids um, and they are in, you know, uh, mainstream school, um, but primary school just now. So I'm thinking about this. This is, Bitcoin has made me think about this and um, and particularly your show, Daniel. So how does that, how do you find it? That my, my, the thing I struggled to, I had a really good experience with school. Um, mm-hmm. It was okay for me. This um, is a question for Lauren. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so, so really, how is it um, socially with your friends? Like, how do you, how do you connect with people? Do you connect with people mostly online or mostly in person? Um, mostly online because I do my school every single day, except if I have to do something or if we're going out somewhere, I just can like write to um, the facilitators and say, sorry, I'm not coming to the club today. I have to do this. I'm going to do that. And then they'll be like, okay, yeah, that's fine. And I, I mostly see online kids because we don't really go out much anymore since the person is here and COVID and daddy doesn't really like the masks. <laughs> uh, so we're only going out to go see, to go to the picnics mostly with the um, mm-hmm. our people who homeschool too. That's mostly just yeah, the uh, the odd weekend um, we'll see friends. Um, Friday, that's Uncle Bella's. Yeah, fr- yeah. Wait, hold on. Oh wait, I'm gonna mix it up with uncles. Oh, no, no, that's right. Okay, no, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. So um, uh, you know, th- this typical week, um, there's uh, is Isabel here? Oh, okay, okay. I have to go. Yeah. The awkward. Nice to meet you. But I'll I'll pick up on. Uh, I'll give you more of an in depth view and and answer. Um, and please forgive any trigger moments um, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, and rants. Um, but, you know, this is um, the social question uh, is kind of the uh, Bitcoin's bad for the environment fud of the homeschool world, if, if you will. Okay. It's, um, it's, it's the first thing out of um, most people's mouths is like, oh, yeah, but how are they ever going to socialize and, you know, normalize themselves? They'll never be able to get a job. They'll never be able to interact with people. They mm-hmm. won't learn how to. Uh... So, so going back to, um, yeah, the socialization aspect being the, the you know, kind of um, main fud around homeschooling. Which is even that term itself, we need to move away from using the word home school because the two just don't mix mm. at all. Like uh, you, you cannot recreate a school uh, situation or scenario or atmosphere within the home. Like it just doesn't, they, you know, they don't mix. Um, yeah. This is why we hate homework, right? As kids growing up, because, you know, just two words that should never have been put together like ever, <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, especially for a 10 year old. Um, so the, the, the social side of things, yeah, let, let, let's, let's not get sidetracked. The, I wrote about this in my book, quick shill, choose life. <laughs> and, um, this, uh, this is how I tried to like, kind of bust down the FUD. And what I looked in a, in certain dictionaries and found like, um, kind of the, uh, the, the common theme of the definition of the word um, to socialize or social socialize the word socialize, uh, because that's what people say, well, how will they ever be able to socialize? And uh, so the first definition you get is mix socially with others, which is what people are thinking of when they say, well, how are your kids ever going to socialize? Because they're not going to be around kids their own age, which, by the way, is also a bad idea. You do not need to put kids in the exact same age group that is a really retarded thing to do you should have kids mixed completely across all age groups from six months to 86 years of age you know the, the fact that we uh, corral them into these these small little pens of groups of 25 to 30 in the exact same age group that's just antisocial. like that, that that's really like a, a completely 
moronic thing to do like when you start scratching the surface surface of these uh, of these things because never again in your life is that ever going to happen to you you know once you're out of education and the higher education system and into the workplace i mean you probably remember the first day you walked in i walked in as 19 years of age and i couldn't believe a 45 year old guy was talking to me like he's like, I'm like wow. <laughs> that's right i'm friends with a 45 year old this is great and, <laughs> and that guy is from germany that's amazing like you know this is crazy totally, totally and true. that guy over there like you know what's his story uh, oh, he's 25 and he's already like, he seems, you know, he's already got a nice BMW and like, well, how the hell did he did that? Like, yeah. oh, he left school at 16. You're like, fuck. I've been doing for the last four or five years. Right. Uh, so you, all of those things just start firing off and you, you, you instinctively know the opportunity cost then immediately of um, the, the, the years you've been locked away in those classrooms being... Uh, force-fed the state narrative because let's have a look really question ourselves first principles thinking where does the curriculum come from who makes that well let's say there's a new prime minister president whatever comes in thank you very much who's he bringing with him the new party members who are they just a bunch of cronies that have been hanging off his coattails for the last two years they all want jobs now Okay, so you're going to be health minister. Ever been a doctor? Nah, but uh, I think I'll be all right. You can be the finance minister. Anything you know? Anything about uh, economics? I did a few courses. Uh, you know, you could even be a PhD of macroeconomics. We know now. You know, fuck all about economics or how the world is supposed to work. You're going to be transport minister. Yeah, I can drive. All right, brilliant. And you're going to be education minister. Right? Okay. Ever been a teacher? Nah. Or, don't worry about it go fix the education system it's yeah. nonsense yeah. And now you've got these unelected bureaucrats that have got to stamp their authority on that role right and just kind of um say well this is who i am this is what i do because they're playing their own political game and they want to get even higher than they've already got so they go out and they hire people to like rearrange the education system malinvestment all over the place a new curriculum gets written and that curriculum gets passed down to God knows what you have now in um, Australia or the UK. You, you've got all of these layers above the schools that are governing the schools, right? And going around and testing them and making sure that um, they're up to standard, up to par and all of this. So it goes through them, then it goes through the next layer, then it gets passed down to the head teacher, then it gets passed down to the teacher, no, head of division or head of um, math or head to go and then distribute that to the dominion teachers that then are just little robot flapping heads at the front of the class in front of 30 kids that are completely disinterested and fucking bored. Like this, <laughs> this whole system is designed uh, for one purpose and it isn't for the kids or for the teachers who are just as trapped in the system as the kids. Um, so we, we coming back to the social aspect. Yeah. There's nothing social about being forced to sit down and shut up and listen to a teacher and not question authority not question the answer but just be indoctrinated to the answer and indoctrinated the, to the answer in every single subject because that is what is going to get you the results not the discussions not like well um, miss world war one I, I don't know it seems a bit sketchy like one guy gets shot in sarajevo and the world goes to shit. i mean are you sure there wasn't something else at play like, that's the question that's the answer move on stop like holding everybody else up and so as a young inquisitive mind you shut down and you know you're already on to world war ii and then you're on to like just to throw you in a swerve ball of like uh you know victorian england just to like you know like but you've got to just remember all of these dates yeah. and, and mathematics is the same we all know there's three or four different ways that you can get to the answer but they're only going to teach you one. And if that one doesn't jive with your brain because you don't learn that way, tough fucking shit. You're in set four and you're a dunce. Yeah. And there's, there's zero flexibility in the system. And if you remember, um, maybe not everybody, but uh, come recreation or, or playtime, as it used to be called back in the day, uh, especially at high school, you would spend the majority of that 
avoiding the kids you knew you didn't want to be anywhere near rather than socially <laughs> hanging out with uh, a vast array of people and you wouldn't talk to the first grade and you wouldn't talk to the fifth grade if you were in third grade like that there was there were these unwritten rules unwritten rules even if you had grown up next to the kid been your best friend your whole life by the time you get to secondary school and he's in that year above because he was born three days later than you at the either side of the cutoff you're not best friends anymore because he's a year older and you're a year younger and there's that hierarchical thing this is all conditioning guys this is this is not social so the other definition of the word to socialize is make someone behave in a way that is acceptable to their society who's creating the society yeah yeah it's um so bringing that into bitcoin then you have chosen you're doing the pod and you're, you know, openly using your own name on the pod and, and you on video and you're, you, and you're involving your family in the whole exercise. Um, how much thought did you put into that? Well, I'm guessing quite a bit. Um, and, and what was the, how, how did you come to that conclusion that that's what you wanted to do? Yeah. Procrastination, uh, lots of it. Um, the, uh let's let's wind back that moment when you realize you which is what you guys are realizing right now you you, you feel uh a sense of responsibility weighing down on your shoulders because you've seen something that is so unbelievably positive for humanity and you 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 can't stop talking about it yeah, you yeah. got to the point now where you've you've completely ground down your friends and your family to the point where they probably are trying to avoid you actively and secretly praying for longer lockdowns uh, because they, they just don't want to spend another night listening to you going on and on, on about it. That's where I got to. I got to there pretty quick as well. Um, it, no, to, to back up. So I found Bitcoin back end of, um, no, heard about Bitcoin 12, 13, whatever it was, started interacting with it back end of 15. Absolute clarification, conviction um, towards the end of um, uh, 19. Um, been stacking, but it hadn't it hadn't affected my mind until then. Um, and that's when I really wanted to like start dropping the bombs. But I had, you know, we live very rurally here in France, so it was a quick kind of two or three months of procrastination of I got to start a podcast there's a you know what do I do do I write articles do I write blog posts I tried that um didn't enjoy it too much I didn't really feel as though I could get my point across as I as I wanted I'd been listening to John Vallis Brady Swenson, Swanson um Guy Swan yeah. um Stefan Marty and Matt and Peter uh, they were about the six that I could find at that point. I'd obviously watched all of Andreas's talks and his books. Um, and I figured there's, that's my medium. I think I can add something with, with a podcast. And the reason I knew I could do the interviews is because, uh, 2019 we did a, um, in conjunction with Galileo before Galileo had even uh, started the, the online self-directed education platform was, wasn't even a thing. Vlad and I, the founder, we met online via Twitter, uh, well before COVID. So it wasn't even lockdown. He was just like, you know, sharing ideas on Twitter about homeschooling. He was homeschooling his kids. We were doing the same with ours or had done the same. He'd found my book and he'd, he'd read it and reached out and we put together an online summit before online summits were even a thing. Like, you know, who would have even thought of doing an online summit? pre-COVID times. No, you hired a convention center, you attract all the sponsors. We're like, no, fuck that. Let's just put it online. We could, we've got Zoom. We just put it on a web page and, you know, we interview the people and whoever comes shows up and um, we'll see what happens. We got some amazing speakers to, to, to give up their time. I managed to interview all of these guys. I, for whatever reason, I was comfortable doing that. And the, the summit attracted four and a half thousand people. And from there, the seeds started to grow of hmm, Galileo could be, you know, a, an online self-directed education platform and, and project, which has just gathered steam. Um, so I was comfortable doing the interviews. I'd worked in sales. I'd worked in customer facing roles my whole career. So I was comfortable with the no, 
Like, you know, if, if somebody, if I reach out to someone, they say, no, I don't have time. Fine. You know, that that's great. But when I did start reaching out to fellow podcasters and potential guests, everything was coming back as a yes. I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, well, that's the thing. I find it's only- like, with the whole maxi side of the argument, I get it. Like when you read yep. Twitter and it can come across very confrontational. If you're just new to it, and I've, I'm guilty, but um, it can come across really confrontational um, and you can turn off real quickly. But anytime, I almost, I can't think of a time when I have reached out to somebody um, that's, would consider themselves a maxi for genuine like asking a genuine question or asking for help and the answer has been no like it's it's and i can't think of any other walk of life where that would be the case and i've never had that in my whole career up until now never and no it's you i mean no and but i think it's it's a born out of the fact that as daniel was saying you know we know how important it is so you want the you want to preach that gospel. It's almost like a, well, it is a religion, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. you want to share that love and that absolute enthusiasm for, for Bitcoin. So why would you not, why would you not help a, a fellow pleb? Uh, I guess, I guess, but it's, it's, it still shocks me every time that happens. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. I'm like, yeah. Daniel, like Daniel. Completely, yeah. completely right. I mean, it's like asking, what do we have here? And, you know, Harvey Norman and, JB Hi-Fi. It's like going to JB Hi-Fi, going to Harvey Norman and asking for their, you know, their sales pictures, like something like that. It would just never happen. Yeah, it would never happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, it's 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 great. It's great to be involved in. And um, we haven't done we haven't done conferences or anything like that at all, either of us. But we, you know, there's the what's it called the, the the Bush Bash in Australia, which we went along to, which was the inaugural the inaugural Bush Bash. Yeah, which was wonderful. It was fantastic. Totally when did you go? Where or when? When? When was that? Well, the first one was November, November last year. 2020. So we're yeah. coming up for 12 months soon. Yeah. There'll be another one. In, and um, so oh. there's like, there was a few guys there. You know, Stefan was there and there was some, there was yeah. a few other people that you might recognize and not call them all out. But um, it was, it was, it was great. Learned so much. And, but people. Well, 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 and not having to be in a corner, you know, the, uh, yeah. two, the two of us talking Bitcoin while everyone else around you is just doing yeah. their thing. It's just like, fuck, you can go anywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you got there's a there's a cool bunch of guys down there in Australia and uh, you know Wizard of Oz and yeah. uh, Hodlong Comrades uh, Uncle yeah. Bill that and I think they put it together with Chloe maybe yeah yes uh, okay. and Kitan and Stefan and they, you know it's a bunch of um, very very cool Bitcoiners uh, you know big shout out to all of them and I, I hope one day that we can uh, I don't know maybe you guys will open your borders one day and, and let in the great unwashed. <laughs> we can come and visit. There's a whole other rabbit hole. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Okay. Um. So, what is your routine with your pod, then, Daniel? You're putting out two or three a week. Yeah. Is that, that's pretty pretty consistent. How do you how do you manage that? Is it is it's 100 full time for you now, or? Um. It's. It's pretty. It's pretty low key. It's pretty low touch, to be honest. Uh. The. As you'll find as as you guys start reaching out to people scheduling and getting everybody on the right time zones or whatever else that's the biggest challenge yeah. uh trying to find the, the the right day in in each other's diaries and you know the world is going to do what the world is going to do and sometimes things get cancelled or you you run into tech issues halfway through the interview and this is what is the real kind of grind i was doing an episode with uh, ben kaufman on on monday and and he's um in the middle of Latin America somewhere. So we had a bad connection and, uh, you know, it just re- really wasn't um, working out. I-, I hope I can save the audio. I've got to go back and check that. So that'll be more time, you know, trying to edit out all the wings and baz- uh, pings and whiz bangs and all of that kind of stuff. But ultimately, you know, I, I left that interview with him. We got cut off. It- 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 thankfully, we just said goodbye and thanks. And then it just dropped. Uh, so I-, I texted him and I said, look, I'll see if, how much I can save. If not, we'll just have to do it again another day when you're on a better, you know, because there's no point representing your guest if it's bad audio or if, if something's happened. Um, it's it's just not, it's that's not a good use of their time. And, you know, that's not how you want to represent them uh, to the rest of the community. So those things are a bit of a, a ball ache. Otherwise, like I said, reaching out, you get a pretty much 100% strike rate. 
So mm. you can just get straight on with that. That gives you the motivation to keep going. This is something people get uh, back to front um, and they'll think, oh, well, I'm not motivated enough to, to go and do that. Action breeds motivation. So you, you got to start there. Like you got to act first. So anyone that's listening, any of the plebs, you got to start writing. That article is not going to write itself. You've got to start memeing. It's not going to make itself. Just go act. And if one person sees the meme, you get one like and you get one retweet. Doesn't matter. Like it really doesn't matter. You're not going to go viral. You're not going to get 10,000 retweets. Don't think that way. And don't think that you're not adding something just by doing it. Uh, so this is why, you know, you guys stepping up and starting a podcast, this is awesome. It just brings another conversation to the, uh, the whole party. Yeah. Um, so yeah, two or three episodes a week. I, I try and line them up as best I can, record them very simply straight into Zoom, then drag those two MP3 files into GarageBand. Uh, a pleb helped me out. Two plebs helped me out with the intro music. So there's the the intro that Adam Woodham's put together for me. I just dragged that in. Then uh, at Hodler the Now, Sir Badminton, who uh, is the brains behind 21ism, he's got the, the really funky kind of jazzy music yeah. uh, that um, he did. That that music is pulled from his 007 Bitcoin mashup that uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen before. No, but I'd love to just ask, what did you think of our intro music, Daniel? Yeah, what was it? It was um, no, you you didn't didn't you have tell the truth? No, I'd be I'd be very happy if you told. So, the truth. so one of us likes the, the music, one of us doesn't. Can you guess? Can you guess who? But there's there's it, do you not run a quote from the Matrix or something before? Yeah, 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 yeah Morpheus yeah. is in there. Yeah, yeah, but um, yes. So yeah, so I did the little background music in in Logic, and um, it's got a little a little kind of dirgy guitar part that I absolutely love and. <laughs> I'm going to have to listen to it again. <laughs> I'm going to have to listen to it again. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, I can't think of it at the top of my head. But the, the quote from um, from Morpheus is great. Leave that there forever. That, yeah, yeah I, could watch, I could just watch the Matrix on loop. I mean, it's a bit like that. <laughs> it's um, they dropped a trailer today. I think or a teaser. Oh, for the, the fourth Matrix, one. Yeah. Yeah. Are you worried? I'm I'm worried the yeah. Well, as a Scottish guy, I was really concerned about train spawning too. Um, mm. I I don't like the follow. I haven't seen this actually. It's actually it's it's okay. Yeah, but yeah. um the yeah, but uh, yeah Matrix I just it's really the first one and that's it for me. Yeah. Um. Now, you're you're right. Uh, Train spotting two it took me a long time to get to. Same as Zoolander two. I didn't want to go there. I didn't want any part oh, yeah. of it. But they actually they actually turned out okay. And I got to say you and McGregor. Anchorman two not so much. Who Anchorman two? Oh, no. That was a bit too much. No. Um. But in 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 um Train spotting two. They, the best scene again is the choose life. Um, yes, you and McGregor, and that's why I chose the title of the ah, book from Train Spotting. That's from the original Train Spotting. So you, so had, if you go back. You had the original poster up on your world, did you? Or no, no, but I just loved it. Um, yeah. I, I loved that part of the film. I, you know, I loved that. You know, I read the book as well, and when you read the book, it's so powerful. And it is just this trap into consumerism and the 2.4 kids and the rat race, yeah. uh, you know, choose a fucking great big TV, choose a washing machine, choose, you know, go, it's just brilliant. If, if nobody's heard it yet or, or seen it written out, um, that, that was the, that was the inspiration for the title of the book. So when they did transporting two and he nailed that in the restaurant scene with, uh, with the girl, yeah. uh, like uh, choose fucking Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all of this, it's like, man, this is just brilliant. Like they've done it again. <laughs> it's so good. It was, it was excellent. The only, my only downside on it was the, the, the soundtrack wasn't as good, but the, for the original was fantastic. So you can't, yeah. maybe, that's, that's, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, so the growth, your, your, has the pod just been purely organic growth or are you trying to grow it? I mean, the, what was the original intention, I guess? Is it just to get you, you were frustrated with all the people who were, didn't want to talk to you, so you just wanted to get your voice out there? Or, and just yep. what happened or have you deliberately tried to grow it into something that's you know is what it is now so as i uh explained before the the homeschooling summit that was all done that was all recorded one of the guests was dd taihutu who was world schooling his family three kids he's the crazy dutch guy that sold everything he owned back in 2016 oh. for oh, bitcoin yeah. Yeah, right. that run the article yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that uh that run the um a business insider magazine ran ran the article on them as soon as he did that like they had all they had film crews turning up 
wanted to make documentaries. They had Business Inside, all these other uh, magazines showing interest in, in what they were doing. Uh, and of course, him being a fellow world schooler and a Bitcoiner, when I reached out to him, he's like, yeah, 100%, I'll come on and talk to you about world schooling and, and how we're doing it for our kids. Uh, and during that conversation, we sidetracked into Bitcoin because these two communities, uh, alternative education, if you remove education from state, you will remove money from state because you will get it. You just got, you need the touch point and vice versa. This is why so many Bitcoiners now that removed money from state, they're hearing me talk about like uh, alternative education choices. And they're like, wait, I can remove education from state too? You're like, yeah. And then what next? Can I remove health from state? I mean, well, we all know you can, like you, you can go private and, you know, get actual care to cure the thing that you are, you know, suffering from rather than you just be drip fed with drugs for the rest of your life, because that's the business model of the, the state healthcare system. And you're like, whoa, we don't need any of these systems. You're like, no, you don't, you think you do, but you've made a Felstian bargain your whole life to be part of it. And it's um, really like, what, once you start opening your eyes and peeling back the, the layers of the uh, onion, you're like, whoa. Um, so Didi came on, we had that conversation. Then it was, like I said, it was bugging me. How do I get my voice out there in the Bitcoin space? How do I add value to these people that have given me so much? Um, how can I help the plebs come in behind me, understand and get up to speed quicker than it took me because it's taken me too long. Uh, and the idea was content. So I contacted Didi and I'm like, thinking of starting a pod, do you mind if I just release you as first episode? The interview that we did before i don't want to take any more of your time he's like sure man no problem i'm like yeah. i wasn't expecting that i'm like okay drag it into anchor smash boom three days later 250 people have listened i'm like my god what the hell who the hell is listening to this this is amazing i better find new guests that's when <laughs> i started reaching out to other people um and like i said they they just started coming on and it was completely organic. It always has been. Uh, the The sponsors to the show have approached me rather than me going to bug them. I don't have any contracts with um, like sponsorship. I don't have any scripts with sponsorship. I don't want any. Um, actually, that's not true. I have a contract with Swan, like a three year deferred plan. On you know, if they're still around in three years, I'll get some kind of shares. If they're not, we had a gamble. They had a good run at it. I was happy to shield them. Yeah. Uh, you know, let's just see what happens. Um, otherwise with the other show sponsors, it's, um, handful of sats each month and I just shill their product, but I, I, it's gotta be a Bitcoin only company and I've got to actually use their service. So like CoinFloor, for example, uh, Bitbox, um, Relay, I use all of their services. Swan, I'm unable to, but I'd already got to know very well, uh, Corey and I'd had Jan on the show, the two founders. And then you've just seen what Swan have been doing, you know, hiring people like Andy and Lynn and, you know, um, it's, they've got Stefan on board now. Mm, uh, like yes. it's, um, it's such a Bitcoin maxi and uh, Brecky and Brady, you know, these guys are so solid. It's just uh, unbelievable. And I'd love for Swan to be able to roll out globally so people can DCA, but they're not going to need to because there are so many companies popping up now in, in different um, countries around the world. France now, we already have, uh, purely French servers for stacking. There's another one coming out soon. And then a third one's going to be coming out for like um, roundup cash. So if you spend 151.20 at the, the supermarket, 80 cents gets round up and yep. changed into sets for like micro stacking. It's happening, guys. So much is being built that we just have no idea about. Mm. Uh, and it, there's, there's no stopping this thing. Yeah. yeah you, so you... organic growth is, is the answer, <laughs> a long rambling answer. So, what, I'm sorry. No, please. Um, what's your take on El Salvador? And we're I mean, fitting kind of. Uh, we're talking about it's quite, quite a good day to, to actually have you on and have a chat. So, what, what's your take on uh, how it all went down? Uh, incredible! Like the announcement from Jack uh, was just so emotional. Were you in Miami? Couldn't. No, I was watching it live on on YouTube. Um, Fucking what a legend. Like yeah. He's up there bawling his eyes out. You know, you get choked up just thinking about it. Right. And uh, to a lot of noobs that, that aren't, you know, at that place in the uh, in the rabbit hole journey yet. Uh, for, for those that of us have 
kind of like just being completely uh, overtaken by what this can mean for humanity and for him to be giving that speech about a country you know moving to adopt bitcoin I, I don't think anyone could have imagined that for the next five years like it was just like wham i mean to, if <laughs> i remember like nine months prior to that i was talking to preston pish on an episode when were we doing that that must have been april or may 2020 preston and i were talking about you know like when do you think we're going to get that announcement on the stock exchange on the dow jones the s p the nasdaq that you know a, a company's woken up and seen this and then a few months later microstrategy and i was like i remember dming preston like fucking hell mate like <laughs> <laughs> we were off i mean we had the right idea but we were off by years yeah and then uh, andy, and andy picked it perfectly as well with them yep. the, the, the debt issue and so, like that's that's excellent but it, but all it, it sometimes feels in the in the in the, the day to day grind that nothing is happening, and then you look back at six months or three months or two weeks. But that's because we're living it, well, and, yeah. and breathing it. It's it's incredible the the the, the change that's oh, happened yeah. in the last. I mean, I I started with um like Thomas Hunt and Kaiser and stuff. I don't know if you heard some of that, um which was great. And but there was very little information there. You really had to go around scraping for information, and you got so much shitcoin. I mean, you still do, but at least you can find the other thing now. Um, and from there to today is just, it's unrecognizable. Uh, it truly is. And I still think it's, to, to a lot of people listening, like, you know, a country has adopted Bitcoin. <laughs> like, this is so fucking huge. Uh, it, you know, because it doesn't end at one. No. It really doesn't. This is just the first domino. Um, and what's the downside? Like, you know, it's very quick risk analysis for these countries. All right, what's the downside? We go back to the dollar that fucks us in the ass anyway. All right, should we go for the Bitcoin thing then? <laughs> it's a very short meeting. But with all, like, with all the printing of the US dollar that goes on, El Salvador gets literally no benefit from that. Nothing. You don't even have to, you know, hope that you're part of the lucky crowd that gets in there first. There's literally no benefit. Yeah. So why would you not? Why would any country that's in that situation not? It's not even a risk. Zero risk. Um, it's a great wake up. Oh, it's, it's not, not the great reset. It's a great wake up. <laughs> Bitcoin is the great reset. That's what they don't understand. Yeah, uh, you yeah, know, yeah. they didn't plan for Bitcoin in their great reset. No, no, it's not. Or plebs. <laughs> yeah. So how, how do you um, cope with, say, like shitcoiners? Because surely with the profile that you now have, you must be approached by plenty. Yeah, you get the odd DM. Uh, like, uh, can we sponsor your show or, you know, can we come on your show? Um, how do you vet those? No. Is that difficult? Because, like, are they coming in saying, yeah, we're pro-Bitcoin and then... You have to do a bit of digging before you actually realize. Yeah, I, so first thing is like, you know, get to the website. Let's have a look. Who are the founders? What are their past? Run it past a few other Bitcoiners that you trust. Uh, you know, you guys heard of these guys? Like, um, I don't want to get, you know, sideswiped here. Um, yeah. At the end of the day, you could still do the interview. You don't have to release it. Like, if you feel kind of like dodgy about it afterwards. Um, Has that ever happened? But, have you ever no, not yet. Not yet. I had I had one interview with a guy that uh, wanted to come on and talk about how to. See, he was a very um, professional, excellent uh, marketer, and done a lot of um, psychological kind of uh, research. And you know, he's like, you know, what's missing in this space, especially with new companies, is how to target that that specific market like who is it you're going after and why and what are they going to be interested in and how can you help educate them around bitcoin i'm like this is a fucking really awesome topic to be you know this is as companies such as swan were just you know getting going and other countries uh, companies around the world were 
you know, suddenly coming out of the woodwork, like uh, the folds and the lollies and, and people like this, you want to be able to market people that are going to take your card and use it and get sats back and tell everybody else about it. So um, had him on, it was an incredible conversation and he, he'd worked for Adidas and Nike and, and plenty of other huge names. Um, and then like two thirds of the way in, we got onto the, the question of Bitcoin and it turned out he doesn't own any Bitcoin. He owns uh, other stuff he didn't want to say. Uh, and we got into the discussion about, but why? It was a very open discussion, very professional. And it, you know, um, he voiced his concerns and I did my best to try and convince him why the community had already looked into that and, and figured out that, no, it's not bad for the environment and proof of work. And, um, but he ultimately, I don't think he was ready to, to understand at that point. Um, but I released the episode. Um, I think he took a little bit of flack. Uh, I felt that um, the original content was good enough to stand up on its own and help people think about how are we going to educate as many people as possible. Yeah. Uh, so that's the only one. Um, there's a company interested in coming on right now. Um, one of the uh, guys that works there is trying to push the CEO onto the show. Uh, but I've looked at their service and they accept Bitcoin Cash and Ethereum. And so I just don't want to... I don't want to expose the company to to, to the community. Um, just try and keep it Bitcoin only as uh, as much as I possibly can, and yeah, just a little bit of vetting, and you'll be okay. Yeah. So as this thing whole thing grows, as it's going to, I you mean? No, no. <laughs> yeah, no, this is going to go. As this this is going to the moon. <laughs> so yeah, as Bitcoin grows, as it, as we all think it's going to. Is there a particular direction you want to take it? Because it's going to—I think it's going to become too big, right? It's going to become—it's going to—you're going to need like I don't know, Bitcoin for nurses or Bitcoin for firemen or whatever it is. Um, because the education, wise. yeah, the education piece. Mm. Yeah, you're not going totally. to get in the same room. It, no, it's going to become uh, too big. absolutely, absolutely not. And I had two dentists on uh, that were yeah. taking their 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 um, practice onto a Bitcoin standard, and they were going to start a Bitcoin. Uh, dentist podcast for the dentistry community because they have their own conferences and whatever else, right? They're sharing big ideas. And this is how these um, uh, new techniques and, uh, you know, inventions of, of dental health gets pushed forward because people go and they share ideas so that they have their own thing going on. So they were going to do how to move your dental practice onto a Bitcoin uh, um, standard and why. And um, so there's an example of a niche like that's that's crazy. Uh, I had two policemen on. Um, they're not doing their own pod, but they come on to represent policemen and try and help other policemen, fellow policemen understand. Like you, you know, you got to protect your family. You got to protect your wealth. You're putting your life on the line each day. And like this, like the, the way that the police are being depicted in the press right now, especially in Australia, um, it's it's cleverly done. It's to make us hate them and divide us uh, a lot of these i suspect a lot of pictures we see are edited for our benefit and could easily be hired goons uh, rather than and that, this puts the actual police the community police in such a bad position because you know they're now they're guilty by association but it's perfect for the government to keep us all divided yeah. and so on, on they march yeah so many of them were kind of having to finish or retire early <clears throat> because of PTSD anyway from whatever they've been yep. exposed to. And it's just yep. getting worse for them. Fireman, another great example. Yeah. Like think of the shit those guys have seen and the, the lives they've led as well. They've not been... Um, night shift work does weird shit to people mm. and especially like emergency stressful night shift work and you see people dead or you've got to try and pull them out of a burning car and you can't make it like this this has huge effects so they're getting fucked by the day because of the money printing going burr they're, they're literally putting their life and their health on the line and they're not spending as much time with their family and their wealth is being devalued away from them it's disgusting so if we can help them understand you know what bitcoin is you know, military guys that come back as well. Like, you know, it's such a sad story. It's it's unbelievable. You, you were sent across overseas to go and fight 
people you've never met in your life who you possibly could have been like best friends with if you'd been there in different circumstances. Now you come back, you're washed up, you don't serve anymore. No one gives a flying fuck. Like, you know, what are we doing to people? It's, it's so bad. So what, you know, helping people understand, like, you know, there's a savings technology now it's called Bitcoin. It's got nothing to do with the banks. They're not going to help you save ever again. You know, may, you guys might remember the, the, the 80s, 90s. There used to be something called an interest rate where you could deposit your money and compound interest was your friend. Not anymore. Like no millennial will ever know an interest rate above 2%. Yeah. And Unless if, they're borrowing, like, you yeah. know. And if, you're not, <laughs> and if you're not getting a pay rise of, you know, 15%, you're going backwards. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and so that's just going to get worse. Mm. It can, can only get worse. It's not, it's not up for debate. It's, it can only get worse. Mm. Um, You're right. There, there is no debate on this. This is ultimate truth. This is what's happening. People better wake up and face it. Unfortunately, I don't want to because they're fat and happy and now they're getting UBI or furlough payments, whatever, and they can sit at home and watch Netflix and Uber Eats delivers their food. So That's they, a life to misery. That is, the, that is the road to a life of misery. So what about, Daniel, if it is a close friend or family member that because we've all got them who are just head in the sand um, not wanting to listen do you think they're not listening because um, they're afraid or they're like lazy or they're just too caught up in other things or like how do you get past that and how do you deal with that for yourself um, with your own people I, I found like uh, it's it's different ages react differently um you're more likely to get through to younger kids, younger guys, girls, you know, if you can catch them late teens, kind of mid twenties, they haven't hung their identity on something yet. Yeah. Whereas any, any older than that, you know, if you've, if you've started your career, maybe you're like a 25 to 30 you've got four or five years under your belt of that career that you fought to get into the door of and you've you know like you've you've taken the carrot a couple of times and you've got that extra little name on your business card and you're now vp of god knows who gives a fuck and you're playing the corporate ladder game you've started hanging your identity on a hook and that's really dangerous so when you get to a 45 year old guy who's painted himself into the corner of a, of a career that he secretly hates, he's got the 2.4 kids, he's got, you know, ridiculous private school fees, two cars on debt, the mortgage is burying him, uh, you know, happily married, hopefully, but never sees the wife and kids. You go up to him and say, hey, look at this Bitcoin thing. Your whole identity so far up until now has been built on a bed of fiat lies. That's oh. the only reason you have what you have. Um, and it's tough. It's really tough. Yeah. Because been... like that education, that, you, that, that degree that you took is um, kind of built on the fiat education system and that narrative that, that you've been fed that that job the money that you've earned is just built on the basis of this fiat ponzi scheme that backed by nothing we all thought it was backed by something but it's not the you know the career that you've built um the the sacrifices that you've made all to chase this this falsified money it's a tough, tough, bitter, bitter pill to swallow. I don't know how you guys swallowed it when, when you faced it. Well, it's a process, I think, for me. Um, when you, uh, well, if you think since the, coming off the gold standard, you know, 71, so we're now 50 years on, there's pretty much nobody in the workforce at all anymore that has built their career on something that is real, if you actually get down to it. None of yep. us. So you have to get around to the accepting that everything that you have and everything that you've built is really just been based on a lie, which yep. is, is, is very, very, very difficult to be okay with that. Um, and I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I guess, I, I, I don't know. I get it for me. It took time and it's, 
uh, for Brenda, it's taken shorter time because I've been allowed, been able to bring him al- along a bit. And then the person he tells is going to hopefully take a shorter time again. Um, I think it helps, and this is what I said last week, I think it helps not having any true understanding of what money actually means. Coming in. Mm-hmm. Coming in. Coming and, that, and that's where I came from. In fact, <clears throat> when I sat down with <laughs> to begin with, and he kind of sort of spelled it all out from seashells and on, that's mm-hmm. kind of it was very much a kind of bit of a holy fuck moment, you know, for me. Mm-hmm. So, and I think there are a lot of people like that, you know, there really are. Particularly as going back to the education system, there's no financial literacy really taught. There's mathematics, algebra, all that stuff, which is fine and useful, but actual functional financial literacy, not there. It's not. So is the practical advice for, if there's a listener thinking that's me, um, I'm in yeah. that boat right now. I I think they're I think these guys are talking what these guys are saying is correct, um, but I've been in this career for twenty two years and I can't I've got three children and I can't give it up. Is the simple solution just to take a little bit of your your paycheck and just stack a few sats? Is it just as simple as that and start there and then build yes. up your conviction grows? Yes, it's that it's like be honest with yourself. How do you learn best? If you're listening to this podcast, it's likely a podcast. Just go find other podcasts. Doesn't it doesn't matter which ones. Go find them. Test them. Who do you connect with? And you know, then listen to like ten of those on the train in or the the bus or the car, whatever it is you're doing. You can even put them at two x speed, right? Like this is Matrix back again. Like this is Neo being plugged in at the back of the head, right? That's the way I see podcasts. It's it's like this information is out there. <laughs> the two X, I don't like it either, but people love it. Like yeah, you know, they 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 bang through it. Um, people tell me I, I get a lot of feedback. I, I speak too slowly on on the pods, uh, but I do that because I want to be understood by. You know, I lived abroad for many years. I lived in Singapore for fifteen years. I understand you have to be slow and deliberate and enunciate if you want to reach as many people as possible. So. I get feedback from English speakers like, man, you got to speed up. I'm like, no, you just fucking speed up. That's easy because the other feedback, <laughs> the other feedback I get from non-native English speakers is like, I love the way that you, you speak slowly and, and clearly um, because that's, uh, you know, helping them. And even they can even knock it down to 0.75 if they need to. Like, yeah, you know, th- 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 yeah, we have this technology. If you, so if, if you're listening and you like pods, go do that. If you like, if you prefer to read, start with articles don't go straight to a book don't 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 go to the big stuff go to medium go find uh, gradually then suddenly series by parker lewis get lost in that Uh, if you want to learn about money i think and history uh because they're such brilliant subjects to to mix because people just we love stories and we love finding out um about the past and we love learning about money believe it or not as soon as you start learning about money you're like what what um breed loves peace masters of slaves and money is brilliant a a brilliant journey through the arc of time how the slave um trade come to be out of africa and how that was all because of inflation and uh, manipulation of the the local currency when the european settlers sailed across and found um this continent of of west africa and they realized what they were using as currency. And they realized we can make shit tons of that back in Europe very, very quickly. Yep. They just inflated away the, um, the, the, the value of, of what the people there had already and turned them into slaves. It, it's really unbelievable the, the way that money has touched every part of humanity and every part of society. Uh, throughout history and like you said all the way back to shells and how european settlers just trudged up the shells off the seabed and like yeah well we're the richest fuckers in town now completely yeah. devalued anything that was already there yeah. uh, like it's, 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 it's shocking absolutely shocking um so yeah i i would say be be practical how do you learn best if it's watching YouTube videos, there's even that content now. You, you can go and find this stuff. That's It's as simple as that. Yeah, awesome. um, yeah, I think you've got people on one side of the fence that are struggling. There's got the despair, and then you've got Bitcoiners who, who personally, I feel a whole lot of hope about it, mm. for for not just for myself, but for just people in general. And it just 
if people just need to take a little step over the line and just buy a 10 bucks, two bucks, I don't care, and just watch it for a couple of months or, you know, and then see what happens, feel more comfortable and move on. Um, Absolutely. And, and for, for that guy, like, if, right? yeah, and, and, for, and for that guy that you were talking about, like, uh, might be listening or girl, uh, woman, 35 years old, couple of kids, never getting out of this job until I'm 65, 70. That's a moving target that they fuck with, right? You know, retirement age. Yeah. Think of it this way. If you take five to 10% of your monthly wage, or it's better if you can do it weekly, just weekly, think of open a Bitcoin account on an exchange or something, whatever country that you're in, whatever or an app whatever comfortable you just make sure it's bitcoin only don't go to any of the the casinos so there'll be a bitcoin only app somewhere that you can use wherever you're living and just weekly weekly yeah. weekly for the next oh. five years yeah i like thinking every, buy, buy one less coffee a week just to start right. yeah exactly exactly that or you know make it whatever whatever your vice is right you know one one less packet of cigarettes or something you know it just yeah. weekly stack and if you do that for the next five years, you'll move your retirement age forward 20. Yeah. Like, think about that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's mind-blowing. I mean, I actually think people that are buying things through Fold, everything's going to be free. Yep. It's going to be free. Everything, you everything bought, trends free. to free. If you, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like if you use a credit card to do your weekly shop and you get sats back on that, that food trends to free over time. <laughs> it's incredible, right? Like, why would you not do that? <laughs> it, it's, I was on a call last night with Knut von Holm. Oh. I don't know if you've read his books. Oh. So, can I just, sorry, can I just go to interject quickly? They're the best. So his, it's not everything. This was in um, oh God, Citadel 21. And this, mm -hmm. is the, this is what got me. This is, that is the mm -hmm. biggest one. And, and, and it was, it's not everything that there is. It's everything that there will ever be. Divided, and I was that my mind was just I can't read anything. I need to go just process this for a day or two days or something. And I was honestly, I loved it, and it's true. Everything, it's so everything that ever was, yeah, everything there ever was, and everything that ever will be divided by twenty-one million. Let that sink in. It's so damn good. So he he was driving through Europe the other day, and he stopped by, and so spent a night here. Great to meet him finally in person. And he's showing me he's getting DMs of people. That are getting the uh the, the thing on their bicep like the infinity oh, yeah, yeah. over 21 oh. and then then as someone sent him uh, a uh, a young lady sent him a side boob pic of uh like, <laughs> that he's, was he's like me. this that is was me what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> no, i'm sure you know but no <laughs> uh, and it, like it, it's it's nuts and he's very humbled by it because, you know, this was just like an epiphany of his and he puts it down, he writes it down and then he makes the, like the, the formulaic kind of uh, picture, you know, the infinity on its side yeah. and over 21. So powerful. It's just the most really simple. amazing. It's like the but last. They're just the most simple. It is. It, yeah. It's, it's an incredible meme. It, it, it like that wakes people up very, very quickly. Uh, and he was talking about last night on this call. Um, he was on uh, Bitcoin sessions, BTC sessions with Ben on, on Saturday night with a few other guys. And one of the guests was El Sultan uh, from Venezuela. And they were obviously talking about hyperinflation. Canute turned it on his head as Canute is so damn good at doing. He's like, Alessandro, imagine like, you know, everything that's been happening in your country and Zimbabwe. And, you know, you look back through history, uh, you know, just after the Second World War, Hungary, I think um, I was learning the other day from David Saint-Ange that uh, Hungary, I think, has holds the record for quickest hyperinflation event in, in history, just 1945, Ju July, June, July and August, I think. And he has the actual notes, like the printed notes, like, uh, you know, he can show them in his collection. He's a truly amazing guy. Um, you know, Knut turns it on his head. He's like, now think about instead Instead of that loaf of bread going up by a thousand percent every day, imagine the good that you want going down yes. just as quick every day. And if not quicker, because when we reach the point, when we reach that point, it's going to be another head fuck just the other way. Yeah. Even the Bitcoiners, even the most yep. massive Bitcoiner 
they're going to have to, and they're going to have their mind blown by what happens. Like imagine looking at the the nicest house you've ever wanted to buy in your life, and the next day it being five percent cheaper than it was the day before, and the day after that another five percent. You know, compounding downwards. Yeah. Just because you're holding Bitcoin. Yeah. So I at one point just. It's not exactly. This isn't a deep point, but um, I looked at I looked to see what Ronaldo earned, you know, the footballer, um, and then and I looked at and then I looked went back to Weimar and I looked at how long and it was in an eighteen month period. Ronaldo's salary goes down to less than a dollar, uh, you per annum. That's less than a dollar. We don't understand the exponentials. We're not wired for it, and it's no. like when you look at it like that, and you think that's just going to be scary. Yeah, but it's. Yeah, and what is he on a week at the moment? Oh mate, I can't. I couldn't. I'd have to check back on the tweet. I don't. I don't even know. But he just went to United, of course. So uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. what the payback it is there, but um, hundreds of millions a week, probably. I, yeah. I, I don't like. Tell me, like, tell me, like the 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 Premiership footballers. I remember when somebody was signed during like the early nineties. Well, the Premiership was formed in the earlier nineties. And then you're like, oh my god! Like so and so is earning twenty five grand a week. She like, twenty five grand a week, ten million or something like that. I think it was, and that blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, and but now look at it. And this is this isn't because like the amount of like better skilled players there are, and how much better than they are than they were back in the day. We all know that's nonsense. It's money printing go burr. Like, you know, it's right. people try and uh, you know. Keynesians would tell you, oh, it's the sponsorship money that's coming in and, you know, you know, the TV rights money. You're like, are you off your head? <laughs> like that one guy is getting hundreds of million a week. You're yeah. telling me because that's because, you know, I can switch on a television channel and watch it. Like, you know, no, that, that doesn't make sense. Like it's the printing of the cash. There are a few of the sports stars and Strike, of, of course, have been particularly good with this. Um, they're starting to, you know, take, take some of their salary into Bitcoin because they're, they're clocking it themselves. Um, right. And the, which is which is great to see, and that's going to that's going to spread as well. But um, Tom Brady's got his laser eyes, doesn't he? He did. Yeah, I don't know if he's I think he still does. Tom Brady's got laser eyes still, doesn't he? Yes, but he went very quickly to NFTs and stuff. Oh, oh shit! Did he? Uh, did he? I thought Reese Witherspoon the other day. And Kevin Kevin Peterson put the laser eyes on uh, because uh, he was chatting with uh, back and forth with Peter McCormack, and Pete did a great job of helping him understand. But now he's just gone freaking psycho, crazy, uh, you know, vax all the things. You're all fucking dirty bastards. You need to be put in prison for five years. You're like, whoa. Oh, and he's taking the laser eyes off, which is kind of good. So, Listen, mate, you were on a clock a little bit, so and you've been very gracious with your time. Thank you very much. And we really appreciate you coming on. We, we weren't shooting for royalty straight away, but we, you know, thank you very much. Yeah. And, um, but... Um, but can we do the one final question? Yeah. That, yeah. Well, if you've got one, I don't know if anybody else has done, I don't know if anybody else has done this, but if you had one orange pill left to give, who would it be? Yeah. Is that God, a damn it. I haven't heard it. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I've been, it's been turned back on me a couple of times. Matt Odell did it to me once. Okay. Uh, and, and uh, yeah, I fronted him up with Greta, which is pretty funny. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> I still think that would be fucking ace, to be honest. Yeah. If she like, you know, if all of a sudden she she wakes up one day like, guys, I had it all fucked up. It's like, you know, like this this is all wrong. Like, you know, Bitcoin's great for the environment. It's going to clean the air. Like, you know, sure. Like the education system's fucked. Everybody leave school, go and you know become self sovereign in the education and um, go. Uh, let, let's get as many Bitcoin miners plugged into dirty fossil fuel pumping kind of gas stations and whatever else as possible. But uh, no, I, I'll, I'll choose I'll choose someone else. Um, yeah, what's been happening a lot on the show recently is people going just closer back to home. It's gone full loop, and that that's where I feel um, I'm settling again. So I just love for my close family members to kind of find it they have to find it without me that you know um they they I, I don't listen to the pod um they um they don't ask questions about it uh it's it, you know yeah that would be great if i could 
one big family Christmas on both sides of the family, get everybody together, or it doesn't even need to be Christmas, whatever. When, whenever we're, we're allowed to, you know, see our family again, it would be nice. Dear overlords, if, if anyone's listening, <laughs> uh, and you deem it fit for us filthy humans to, you know, start seeing each other again, um, that would be nice. And I could mix up the orange pill and the punch bowl yeah. and uh, just see, <laughs> just see, it might take a little bit longer if it's diluted, but at least I know it'd be there. And you can uh, you can chill them our pod now, so you don't actually have to push. Forward, so. Exactly, we've got a Scottish guy and an Aussie guy. You know, there's good banter there, and uh, <laughs> nice accents. You can you can go and listen to these guys. Uh, uh, from that perspective, I just sorry one little. I think it's a good thing. Like, we all listen to a lot of American content because there's a lot of great content comes out of America, um, and it'd be, I think it'd be good to hear from voices all over the world as well. Mm. And obviously, there's a language barrier and things, but um, but we're that. You know, there's a lot of people who can speak English too, so it'd be great to hear the voices from everywhere. I think that's really, I'm really keen to have people from anywhere on 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 the pod, and I know you do that too. So yeah, um, yeah, just the normal. Yeah, you got to reach out to um to Daz down in uh down in Oz as well. He's uh he's a great Bitcoin player doing really good working. Uh, it's just yeah. a, just a Sparky. Yeah, Daz B E A on Twitter. Yeah. Daz Bea. He's been on my show. And he started uh, writing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's prepared to show. He's, yeah, Re- reach out to him, get him on the show, just have a good old freaking uh, Aussie kind of Scottish bash up. Uh, it'd, be, uh, it'd be good fun. Awesome. All right, Daniel, thank you so much, mate. Thank you. All the best with everything. Oh, pleasure. Um, thanks very much. Best of luck with your pod, guys. I'll be watching, listening, doing uh, all I can to help you get it out there. Um, when the episode drops, let me know. We'll tweet it out and uh, see who we can... Uh, Attract to your new show. Well done. And uh, yeah, keep up the good work. Thanks, mate. Thank you, mate. Take care. All right. What do you think of that? Uh, Still a good conversation. Apologies again for the audio. Uh, Let us know. Uh, We're on Twitter at 2BitIdiots. That's the numeral 2BitIdiots. We'd love to know what you think. Uh, Any suggestions for topics uh, or guests? Uh, Yeah, please hit us up. Cheers.